Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Welcome back to another episode of the Kingdom Says Podcast. I am your host, as always, Garrett Williams, and joining me today are my two usual co-hosts. First off, the wonderful Kyle Henning. Kyle, how are you doing today, sir? Uh, it's Saturday, which I don't think I've said on a podcast on this on this show before, which is fine, because yeah. that means we took care of business Thursday, Friday, we all had stuff to do, and now we get to talk about it with you guys fine and early on Saturday morning. Yes, we do. Also joining us, of course, the wonderful Arrowhead Tom. Tom, how are you doing this morning? Um, you know, my allergies are kicking my butt, and I sound like I spent the whole night screaming into the abyss. However, I'm in a really great mood because, um, according to my adjusted rankings, we are now the top Chiefs podcast in America. So congratulations, yeah. boys. Exactly. We ran the numbers, crunched all the stats and analytics, and the adjusted score adjusted does, in fact... certain things that variably yeah. factored in. It does, in fact, have us leading the pack. Um, so congratulations to us for winning that stats and analytics battle. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know, battles that are actually won on the field matter a lot more. And so we're here to be recapping that uh, amazing Thursday night football battle with Chiefs and Chargers. Uh, definitely one for the ages, for the record books. We're going to remember this one for a while. Can I just say I hate Thursday night football games pretty much in general at this point. Yeah, I, I like, like them. if your team like let me rephrase that. If your team is participating in Thursday night football, you probably hate Thursday night football that Thursday night. If your team is not participating in Thursday night football, it's great because it's like a circus on crack. It never ever goes anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean insane. Thursday night football plus the division matchup where the Chargers always play us close. It's yeah. Definitely on Thursday night at least once a year, which is at least once a year, it seems like. Yeah. So, yeah, it never just never an easy one for us. But it it goes into what Times Ours talks about all the time with the only weird games thing and everybody else that brings it up. But it like, come on, like this is that's just guaranteed to be an absolute nightmare of a heart attack circus buffet for any fan base that's involved in those games. You could have the Jets playing the frigging bills and that game's going to be a two-point game with a safety a blocked extra point and yeah. a coach that got tackled on the sideline and lost the knee like there will ne- it will never be a normal night it's true it is very true, true. but thursdays are not uh they call it primetime football but it is not always a prime example of football sometimes yeah. it sets football back a hundred years we watched it was on last year it was a prime game this year wasn't first the, time uh, wasn't the the Freaking Patriots and um, Bills game that was minus 15 and blowing like a wind tornado on a Thursday night. Was that the one where the Patriots ran like... Mac throw, Mac throw the ball I was about to say he had two, 
two, three passes on the entire night. Yeah. yeah. That, game. that was a Thursday night, I'm fairly certain. That yeah, was Thursday night football. A freaking Navy hat on set this pregame interview, and then they ran the Navy offense all game. <laughs> Legit, yeah. Thursday night football, yeah, for like Kyle said, if you're not a fan of one of the teams, it's great. But if you're a fan if of one of the fan, teams playing, it's usually ugh. usually pretty crazy. But we're going to recap the entire game for you, what we saw, everything that we, you know, liked, a lot of things that we didn't like. Uh, first and foremost, though, before we get into it, we got to do a couple uh, birthday shout-outs, actually, because the greatest quarterback in football turns 27 years old today. Happy birthday, Patrick Mahomes. Um, seems like just yesterday that we drafted him. It's still, it's kind of crazy that he's, you know, his sixth year in the league now. Um, but yeah, 27 He's still got another good 10, 15 years left in him, probably. Uh, I get to slow down just a smidgen, though. Could we? I know, huh? Can we just? These fans waited a really, really, really long time for this, and it feels like he's going by really fast. I know, huh? The years are just flying by, but 27 years old, still one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. Happy birthday, Patrick Mahomes. Also, of course, uh, sharing a birthday with Patrick Mahomes today, crazily enough, and also the hero of Thursday Night Football, uh, Jalen Watson. Happy birthday to him. Uh, the seventh-round draft pick out of Washington State who had the essentially the game-winning, the game kind of turning point uh, of Thursday Night Football when he had a 99-yard pick six off of Justin Did Herbert. His half yard? That was 99.5. I think the analytics say 99. I don't know, guys. We have to they, they check need to go the back stats. and look at that film because the analytics have been wrong for two weeks now if you go by a certain website. According to my adjusted what? adjusted yardage rankings, I think it was just 99 yards. But, um, yeah, shout out to, to Jalen Watson as well. Um, really, I just want to talk about that pick first and foremost because that was like the highlight of the game and one of the only things that was really a positive thing to talk about from the game. But Jalen Watson, after... Chargers go hurry up uh, near the goal line. Gerald Everett, the tight end, tries to check out, uh, does not get you know subbed out, and ends up kind of falling on a route, falling asleep on his route, and Jalen Watson jumps it for yeah one of the best one of the best interception returns I've seen probably. One I yeah I probably would have subbed Gerald Everett, but if mm -hmm. you sub Gerald Everett, Chiefs get to sub also, and Willie Gay was sucking air before that play, looking for maybe a sub himself. Now the difference there is Willie Gay made the blitz that almost that made Herbert alter his throw that probably led to Jalen Watson walking down the field with a touchdown. But um, <laughs> he started to jump the outside of that route, realized that he didn't need to, and then settled back into position behind Everett, and then just stepped in front of the ball. That to me was watching his process just in that little two seconds of what of that gameplay was like oh he's starting to figure it out now obviously it's still an extra step where he started to go to the other side and then stopped and corrected and went back underneath but again he's a seventh round rookie and he's making that play on thursday night in prime time against the division opponent at the goal line so uh you can talk about tired on uh, vet everett's a multi-year veteran yeah, that's... they're supposed to function better when they're tired. They, that's supposed to be muscle memory at that point, right? Well, I we've talked before about you know Brandon Staley as a coach and his decisions to in certain um, scenarios, and they were <clears throat> excuse me going hurry up there. Um, I think it's an understatement to say Gerald Everett was gassed. If you if you go back and watch the pick um, when Watson grabs the ball, Watson's mm -hmm. on the ten yard line. And yeah, Everett's out of frame and he hasn't even responded. He's like, he's like, like uh, 
he actually yeah, like immediately thought. drops his mouthpiece too, like at once, and then yeah. he just like he drops he, it and he kind of just sit, sits there and like looks at well, it. He's like, oh. he knew he wasn't running that dude down for one. No he chance. knows that guy's way faster. <laughs> yeah. Gerald Everett's a tight end. Let's not even. I'm not trying to ask Gerald Everett to run Jalen Watson down in a sprint. That's not happening. However, yeah. well, I mean, Gerald Everett's no slouch. Like, don't. I'm I'm just saying though. You know, like, I understand that, but there's a speed difference there, Tom. Yeah, especially yes. when Jalen Watson had a little bit of a running start anyways, yeah. <laughs> and the other part is, like, at that point, I don't necessarily blame him because, yeah, he was completely shot. Like, he didn't even make a movement towards him. He was like, nope, that's – yeah, he's, he's gone. Like, I'm too tired <laughs> for that. Yeah. So, again, I think that that's a little thing that maybe isn't discussed is, like, the decision to go hurry up there when you maybe have time to – you know, I, I understand you're trying to catch the Chiefs off, um, off balance, but, again – some of those decisions maybe it's a good a, part of a, a broader conversation you know the analytics and the you know on paper decision like oh that those drive your decisions but they don't always factor in the human you know equation to the yeah. to the element okay. which is that ultimately it's unpredictable and if right. you get a guy who's tired and you know because that's that's really well a big part of it was you know Gerald Everett could have done more to break up the pass he could have been he could have done more to be in better position i mean he was pretty much standing still and i'm not trying to take anything away from watson because watson does a great job of kind of like baiting on the outside and then jumping back inside like he does a great job of, of tricking herbert um but part of managing a football team is managing the human element of it and when your guy especially when a veteran like that is you know calling to be subbed out i think and, and i would guess that andy reed would you know, respond similarly. If if Travis Kelsey taps his helmet and says, "I need subbed out," Travis Kelsey's getting subbed out, right? Um, yeah. You know, or we're calling a timeout so he can catch his breath because there's that trust there versus just trying to push through something as if you know there wasn't a human element to the game. Yeah, yeah. they need to take a page out of Peyton Manning's book and go ahead and call for the timeout right here. God, that was tough. He called <laughs> sixty-five times on that Thursday on that yeah. Monday game. Anyway, uh, that actually brings me to a point I wanted to talk about with Staley regardless. Um, what a culture change from last year I know, to this huh? year with decision-making, huh? Very, we went from the very steep darling of this dude just goes for it to go for it because he's got it and it says to go for it. He'll punt it occasionally, but he mostly goes for it. To this year, there were two or three instances in that game where I was like, they're going for this. And they punted, and I was like, "Yeah, well, I was just thinking, like, yeah, they had at least, I think, maybe three, even maybe four, fourth and short situations where they decided to punt it instead of one of them like fourth and a foot." Yeah, legit. And last year, I mean, that was an automatic, like, oh yeah, they're definitely going for it, and they didn't go for one of them this year. Like the, it was so weird to see the the aggression. Why that changed so drastically? I have no idea, to be honest. Maybe it's a uh, cold feet facing a division opponent. So I don't. To be honest, it was very strange. Last year, that man's feet were boiling hot. Last year, walking around with both feet on the stove. Yeah, very strange to see. I wonder almost if he kind of got bullied. I, that's what a lot of people are saying on the internet. He maybe I got wondered, bullied out of it. I, yeah. Did, did we go through the off season and second guess everything that we did in that in that Chiefs game on Thursday night, and then the Raiders game, and then change our entire philosophy based off of it? Because if we did, I think it's a mistake on his part. Because I think he was on the right track. I think we needed to tone it down and find the happy medium a little. 
but we didn't need to shut the drip off completely, which is what it looks like he's done in a lot of these instances. I mean, they went for it exactly, once, but it was a very give and go for it at that point. It wasn't like a yeah, and it was near at the end of the game too, where it's kind of yeah. like okay, we probably whereas, could have done this a little earlier. <laughs> whereas like first quarter of that game last year, at the fifty, he's he's going for it, you know. So yeah. this is a significant philosophy change from a team that sat, from a coach that sat in an interview press conference less than twelve months ago and said. Our guys know we're going for it. We're all good with it. Everybody's bought into it. We love it, this, that. And now it's like, yeah, very interesting game plan from Staley for sure. Uh, and it was also kind of interesting how Andy Reid almost kind of mimicked it in a way where he also was not very aggressive and kind of, uh, you know, it was a situation where we had a couple fourth and short situations as well um, where we kind of just decided to, to match match the opponent and their mindset and their thinking. We kicked a 19-yard field goal. Yeah, that's that's saying everything you need, which, I mean, ended up working in the end, but... Um, we kicked a 19-yard field goal. I think I we should understand. definitely have a conversation about Andy Reid's and Eric Bieniemy's uh, play call in this game. I, okay, I will say that we were doing awful in short-yarded situations on, on third downs in that game. Um, some of it was play calling, like Gary said. The, awful first the play first call on one, third down. Yeah, that first one with the little sweep to McCole Hardman was like, did you, it's, that's like when you're playing Madden and you go with to With McKinnon like, in the lead blocking position? Yeah, it's like when you go to push like square and accidentally hit trial or something and you call the yeah. wrong play and you're like, and you don't realize it so you've snapped it, you're like, crap. And then you're like, like, oh, he's like. running the wrong way. Wait, wait, uh, where's the yep. play going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, but I mean, my boy Isaiah Pacheco got stuffed on a third and one run. They didn't um, touch the guy. Yeah, they I mean, he just ran into the blockers. Run unblocked off the end of the line and shut that play down before Pacheco. Like they didn't yeah. touch him. So Somebody they were, whiffed. Also, there were a couple. Yeah, Creed, I think Creed whiffed on a play. Blitz at one he point on that was, blitz. Yeah, it, it's it was not whether it's a short week and it's a preparation factor that I will say. You know, there were some some miscues from both sides, but uh, especially in the Chiefs short yardage game, they, and that's something they've always kind of been um, <clears throat> not well established in. But they yeah. a banner night for the offensive line. No, yeah. definitely not. The only, Although, who, the only guy whose name you didn't mention the entire night on the offensive line, there were two of them, and they both play guard. The center yeah. and both tackles had their name called far too often on Thursday night. Yeah. Well, I, I like mean, Let's just be honest, though. This is one of the tougher defensive line matchups oh, yeah. in in the league. It's a tougher defense. I mean, I was thinking about this between J.C. Jackson, uh, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, and Derwin James. I'm like, how many all those are on this defense? Like, I just Quite I, I didn't do and the And they've math, got but... Van Noy in the middle who played several years in New England, has multiple bowl, Super Bowls. I mean, yeah. that defense is real. And Asante Samuel Jr. is not a joke. That kid is a second-year beast. No, and we obviously we had yeah. to kind of mention the fact that there was like two or three dropped interceptions, which, to be honest, that happens all the time with Pat. And people might, Willie, yeah. Willie had one broken up from him by Nick Bolton or dropped it. I can't tell. Which, I still can't tell on that replay what happened. I feel yeah. like it was probably – it seemed like both of them were going for the ball, so it was kind of one of those – just one of those things. But, yeah, it's kind of those things with Pat. He had a lot of dropped interceptions in his career, but I think it's also kind of a testament to what – kind of ball he throws like he throws a hard ball that's hard to catch if you're not 
exactly prepared for it. So I don't know. It's it's one of those things, ticky tack oh, things. I guess a couple of those were on free plays. So were they really yeah. dropped interceptions? There was one dropped interception, and it was the one that he talked about in his presser where he's like, no, they got me. I usually don't throw the ball right to guys. I threw that one right to him. Yeah. And he dropped it. Yeah, the one that ended up getting over- overturned, also, with, uh, which definitely I'm hit the sure ground, I'll by the way. I'm lower grade on <clears throat> site mentioned here. Um, yeah, that, pretty funny uh, that, that Pat mentioned that in his, that. In his conference. Yeah, That is a so, quote, but just, what's I up, Tom? did the math real quick. On that defense, there are six uh, all-pro awards between those four players. And probably so, 14 Pro Bowls or more. Oh, yeah. I didn't even count. They Pro couldn't Bowls, cover but... Justin Watson still. <laughs> Yo, well, okay. That so was the craziest we'll... play of the night on the offensive Justin side, for Watson, sure. Justin Watson, what he did to J.C. Jackson on that corner post. Ouch. <laughs> that, that, was a... that, will, that will hurt your feelings a little bit. as a Especially player. the entire... $20 million corner or whatever he is. They paid him a lot of money. And Justin Watson, I think, might be making league men. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, but that entire play was impressive. Pat stepping up in the pocket with the entire line, you know, blocking around him, just throwing a dart off of, like, one foot like he always does, and just perfect placement, perfect trajectory right over the hands of J.C. Jackson and, a dagger and then Justin to, Watson. To respond. I, yeah. I don't think – I'm trying to remember. Did that – was that the series after the – They went uh, up 17-7 right after half. Then we went back down and scored immediately. That was okay. that one. Uh I was trying to remember if that was before, after the Andrew Wiley blocked Kelly O'Mac into uh, Holmes' knees. That was Joey Bosa. And that Joey was Joey Bosa. Bosa. And that was in yeah. the, I think, the first half. And yeah. Uh, yeah, except for the part where Bosa planted his foot and <clears throat> dove at Mahomes' leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That point. And somehow Andrew uh, Wiley got a holding call on that. That was yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, for getting rushed. Anyway. Um, so I will say this, and I, I tweeted this, like, I and I, I was even re-watching this earlier while you guys were, were talking. I was watching the replay of that particular play the placement on that ball had to be perfect and was perfect and i I tweeted this during the game i said i have seen handoffs in the backfield that were less well placed than that ball (laughs) uh it was like genuinely i don't think he could have placed it better if he had been down the field to hand it off to him uh standing right next to him it was that was an incredible throw throw. Yeah, it was an absolutely incredible throw. Basically the same throw. Like, we saw two throws like that in that game. Herbert made that almost that same throw mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter to bring that game close on that fourth down play. That, yeah. ball was, that ball was dropped in a bucket, too. Like, it was the same spot. And same right, ball, after the, same route, right after same the play, spot. right after the play, too, that he was, like, super injured on. Because, yeah, Justin Herbert ended up getting injured so in that he, fourth quarter. And... It was the after he threw the ball away because he couldn't run a half a yard. Yeah, that was that was such a strange kind of ending to that game He's with like, Justin Herbert's injury. Hold on, let me rip this laser down the middle for a touchdown. Yeah, exactly. He came out for one play, then comes back in and gets hit a couple more times, which end up you know hurting him even more. And then, yeah, so it was just a hell of an effort by Justin Herbert. Honestly, we got to give our kudos to him because oh, he is easily one of the best young quarterbacks in the game still. And yeah, that's some that's some grit right there to be able to do that and keep your team in it. Um. Yeah. All right. So, let's go over some performances on both sides of the ball that I really want to discuss because we've got some guys that had some. While that was a rough game for the overall unit, there are some guys, especially some young guys, that had very good nights 
that or that's going to go a long way in their development. And we already talked about Jalen, so I don't really want to revisit that because he had a pretty good night overall. Not he had himself big. a great night. Um, yeah. he he had a couple where he's got some learning moments. Duh, he's a seventh. Round. I mean, yeah, he's getting tasked with going up against Mike Williams, Mike Williams his second problem. career start. Not yeah, great. he only hold on now. He gave up two catches for like eleven yeah. yards against. And Mike he had Williams. a lot better time. Yeah. than it's and again, I said this on game night. It is not Fenton's fault. He is not a matchup for Mike Williams. That dude, it, it's just not. Fenton, he's not built to go against that dude. He's just yeah, not. Fenton did not have a great game. It's, it's not a fair fight, man. Mike Williams has like a foot and a half on him. It's not fair. Yeah, no, I mean, it's to be honest, the Chiefs really don't have, the Chiefs really haven't had a corner to cover Mike Williams for the past, like, four or five years. we talked about on the pregame show. They're going to put Jalen Watson or Josh Williams on him, and they were hesitant to do it in the first half, and Mike Williams carved them up. And Spags went in at halftime and went, all right, fine, putting one of you on him, see what happens. Oh, my God, they stopped him. Yeah, they're not 5'9". Like, look, I love Fenton, and he's good in a lot of scenarios, but covering Mike Williams is not one of them. Not and one I will of them, say... And it hasn't been for, like, three years. He has never had success against Williams. Well, and it's... I will say this. There's not really other... Like, Mike Williams, for whatever he's reason, just... has just been super-powered against the Chiefs all the time. And so it's like... He pretty much got his contract extension just based on his games against the Chiefs alone. Legit. I mean, I saw um, tons of pictures on, on Twitter. It's... You know, Mike Williams versus the Chiefs, and it was a picture of Calvin Johnson. It's like legit. If Mike Williams had, yeah. if Mike Williams had the kind of games he had versus the Chiefs in every game of his career, he'd be walking into the Hall of Fame, like straight yeah. up. With a blindfold on and yeah. about a yeah. hundred million more dollars in his pocket. Like it might be a shorter conversation than Peyton's was. You know, <laughs> like, like that dude. That dude goes nuts against us every time. And every time. Again, that second round, that seventh round rookie in the second half, pretty much eliminated him and i know they probably rolled some safety coverage to him i haven't gone back and watched all of those snaps yet but i would assume they rolled some things to him because he was the only person on the on the field on their offense that was killing you um yeah. might want to cover that I, guy so yeah i but i, I do want to get to the on the defensive side of the ball the defensive line specifically had a pretty good night now it helped once cory lindsley and their other guy, I think it was Pipkins, went out. Yeah. And they had to bring in some of the some of the backups for the Chargers, but it, they had a pretty good night on that defensive line. It was a little bit they rough getting... at the beginning of in the first half, and again in that second yeah. half, they played much better. Yeah, they were getting pressure all night on Herbert. Um, Chris Jones, Carlos Dunlap were all around the quarterback. Frank Clark was even getting back there a little bit. Let's talk about the babies. Karloftis had one. Chanel had a pressure in the first quarter where I thought he was going to smoke. Yeah. I think Herbert thought so, too. I was like, I'm going to get rid of that. Yeah. He, legit. Heard, he heard Chanel growling as he got closer. <laughs> he's like, ah. Karloftis, Karloftis also had a pass breakup, so yeah. Karloftis yeah. had a PBU. Yeah. He had at least a few pressures. I think he had a couple pressures. I think I heard him well, say he, he had, had that one play. He had that one play uh, that when the Chargers were back in their own end zone right before the Chris Jones sack where it's just Herbert. And Carl Loftus They tried to run that unblocked. boot. Yeah. They tried to run and... that boot and, or that play action, and he didn't go yeah. with it and came back out to Herbert. Yeah. And Herbert well, he like, helped ah. contain. He played it perfectly. And and he even, him even like jumping to disrupt the pass. And the only thing Herbert could do was put it in the dirt. And yeah. so that was. Um, and then Chris Jones. Especially. Sack. Yeah. Well, especially for a rookie to. Like, that's one of the most exciting points, you know, he's, you know, about to get his first sack, it could be a safety, but what, you know, you, 
some people may not have seen is there was a running back out in the flat. It's an easy dump off. So if Carl Loftus tucks older and goes for that, that sack, Herbert's probably dumping it off and we're, we're seeing a gain. Um, instead, he, he puts his hands up, he jumps in the air, he blocks passing lane, and Herbert has to put it in the dirt before Carl Loftus lands on him. So really good in- yeah. instincts there by the rookie. Exactly. Love to see the football IQ from him. That's that's one of the big things. And yeah, he had a great game. And then yeah, Chris Jones, two sacks on the night. Definitely have to shout him out. Now, to be fair, Zion Johnson, their uh, their first round pick from the Chargers, he had himself a pretty good game versus Chris. You can't you can't you know. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. There were some plays where he made, I was like, oh, is that Derek? No, I thought that's Chris Jones. Like that's he Chris just Jones, stonewalled yeah. him. So well, shout out to Zion Johnson. He's like, all right. That's, yeah, I'm, I'm going I'm to the other side of the line this. now. And then they yeah. moved him across to the to Filer, and he absolutely destroyed yeah. Filer. Recapping, so shout I out to Giant know, Johnson I for that. Like, but man, you if you're Filer, you're like, why can't you just leave him over there with the rookie? Isn't he supposed to be the one you're yeah. taking? Yeah. <laughs> why are you gonna Honestly. make me look bad? Yeah, Chris Jones, he's inevitable. You know, he's gonna find a way oh. to get to the quarterback every game, and he did. Um, so yeah, defense had a great game. Willie Gay and Nick Bolton back there had pretty good. Nick Bolton was making tackle after tackle. He's like, he's just such a great tackler on the team. It's it's phenomenal. The kind of Willie was everywhere. Impact. Willie just needs to slow down yeah. like half a step. Yeah, he yep. had that like one in the open field. I was like, oh, just, a, just a little bit. You're so right. fast and you're so quick to the spot that you're too fast and too quick to the spot, <laughs> yeah. and you're overrunning it a little and it's like he's so that because man when he cleans that up just a hair and dials that in he's gonna be an absolute nightmare yeah because he's already iding all these plays and he's like you know he's he's making the right reads it's just yeah i I so badly wanted him to make that tackle on eckler because he diagnosed that play out to the flat on the sideline immediately and was all over it and just slightly mistaking his feet out when he made the tackle and like (laughs) <laughs> but when you do that, it turns into 20 the other way, and that's a problem. So you've got to clean that up a little bit. But other than that, I there's another name on the defensive line. Colin Saunders had a very, very good night. They are yeah. rotating defensive linemen right now, and I mean fully rotating. Like, line changes in hockey, the D-line right now. Yeah, And it's, and it's working. I'm about to say, They're yeah, it's a great rotation. Of all of them. No doubt, Colin yeah. Took a, took a, there's a, I think it was Zach that posted it. Ice and our friend over from uh, SI Arrowhead Report posted a clip of it, but he diagnoses the run play. He long arms the guard. He completely stands the dude up with a one hand long arm and then spins around him and yanks down the running back before the play even gets going. Like they, they are getting production out of all eight of the defensive linemen. They seem to be keeping active on game day. Yeah. Defense was definitely the hero of last night. They kept us in the game the entire time, kept us on those short, you know, had a couple of good short yardage stops and, and holds and yeah. So shout out to the defense. The It's, you know, we talk about the defense every year with Spags. It's like, they usually kind of have a slow start to the years and 
this year it's kind of been a little different. They've actually came out the gates pretty good, um, pretty consistent, and you know that only makes it better because once Patrick Mahomes has a league average defense, you know, it's pretty much over from there. So I saw our friend Tucker pose this question to BJ on Outside the Trenches yesterday or the day before, and I'm curious to know your guys' thoughts because I think it's probably accurate. Is this the best defense he's ever had as the quarterback of this franchise? I mean, I think the jury's still out for sure. It was only two games in, but so far it's looking pretty damn good with all the young pieces that are that are stepping up and making an immediate impact. Um yeah, it's looking pretty good. To call it early, at two weeks in, but Tom, it's definitely early. Um, I, yeah, I, it's it's looking like it has the potential to be, especially this early of it. He's not had a defense this competitive this early in a season. Um, even when they brought in, you know, and did a lot of spending and stuff, they didn't have this much success early on, and they were like, be patient, process all that stuff, but. No, this is there's a lot of uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of promise here. So, um, so the reason I'm willing to more have this conversation now than I would be in a typical year is because they did it against not just it wasn't like they played Mitch Trubisky and Justin Fields or Trey Lance or Tua or something like that. Like this is Kyler and this is Justin Herbert. Kyler just got paid a fat stack to be Arizona's starting quarterback, and Justin Herbert is about to get to pick a write his own number check for his contract. So well, it depends on the Chargers. Chargers is a little cheap cheap organization, but yeah. He's gonna write his own check, Garrett. There's yeah. he's the only draw to the team in town in that town. And he's the only thing Chargers gonna Chargers to gonna charge her. I'll just say that. Chargers no, are gonna charge her. If Dean Spanos does that, he'll have he'll he will actually have no fans instead of us just being able to pretend like they have no fans. Like yeah. that that will be the end of that organization if he gets rid of Oh, Herbert. no doubt. I think Justin Herbert's definitely going to be a, con- a charger long-term. It's just I can see this going the Lamar Jackson route where it just he doesn't end be up being a king. If they're not going to pay him and secure him because he can go anywhere in the other 30 teams that Patrick isn't <laughs> on and maybe Josh well, Allen and pick his starting spot. Well, like I said, Lamar Jackson's situation, Ravens have a little more control over him than – than they might learn that he might want, but yeah, either yeah, way. What happens with this with the collective bargaining agreement when you allow them to franchise tag people twice and have basically locked down control over seven years of their first portion of their career, especially yeah. with these quarterbacks? That's the group that should be fighting to get rid of the franchise tag harder than anybody is the superstar quarterback. Yeah. So, um, that's a separate conversation entirely. But yeah. I so let's hop I over. Just, I think it's I think it's imperative to pay attention to this defense because of who they've played as well as they've played against. And I'm a little more interested in having that conversation than I normally would be if they hadn't played other teams. So yeah, I'm excited to to dive into that conversation further as we as we go along through the season and see how how the if it they're you know if they keep up the consistency on defense, then we'll really know if yep. if this is a, a team to be reckoned with in the Super Bowl. But let's hop over to the offensive side. We talked about it a little bit already, but a couple uh, you know players to highlight. Miko Hardman, I think, actually had a decent little game on uh you know on the targets he had. He went, I want to say, let me pull it up here. He went uh. Three receptions for 49 yards. He had a good connection with Mahomes uh, on a deeper pass. Um, you know, he didn't a look bad. He looked over the middle that they hit to Travis on thir- on last Sunday. They threw it to McColl this time, and he basically got the same result out of it. Yep. Uh, I was impressed when he got PI'd and got hurt. 
and came up with very much limping. Like that did not look like it felt very good. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Turnaround came back and made another couple plays right after that when I didn't know that we'd see him on the field again that game. Um, yeah, so that they're... was good to see. It was good to see <laughs> them use him in that manner. He should have got him an extra about 40 yards on that PI call, but they fabricated another penalty to offset yeah. it with. No, Orlando Brown did hold the hell out of that dude on that play. That was it. That, that entire play that was just was ugly. Definitely holding it. It was definitely PI. <laughs> so those were definitely offsetting penalties. That, that is yeah. <laughs> being facetious about the make, making up calls for the. For yeah, the no doubt. Thing, There's yeah. probably. And to be a, to be fair to the Chargers, there's probably a couple other flags that went in the Chiefs' favor that game. I think the MBS uh, pass interference. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, that, that's I mean, the, that's, that's the nature of the NFL. You're gonna have flags fall for both like ways. Said, we talked about the Andrew Wiley holding penalty. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. I'm gonna I'm again the soapbox, even though I've been in the other, on the other side of this when referee. Like, there's nothing that makes me more frustrating than bad referee play. Like, I bad, the first person will tell you that. Bad that referee said, play makes everything worse. If you've yes. watched any professional sports for more than five minutes, you should probably accept. And and any professional athlete or coach will tell you, it sometimes it's part of the game. Sometimes it you is, just have to yeah. deal with it. Um, and like even going back the, to as frustrated as we were with the Cincinnati games last year, with where that yes. field looked extraordinarily tilted in one favor with the yellow, and it was. Yeah. Guess what? Sometimes you can't control that crap. Yeah. Um. So I, I get the frustration from Chargers fans. I think, honestly, the, the weird thing for me um, was, I think especially early on, I really felt I was kind of feeling the same way about some of the calls against the Chiefs. The the Andrew Wiley one especially felt egregious. And then it did feel like when the Chiefs had a play that was kind of, or a penalty that was going to break in their favor, oh, fouls on both, on both teams. Yep. Um and Happened so twice in the first half, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so I get it. You can be upset about the the pick that wasn't a pick, even though it clearly hit the ground. You can show me all the still pictures that you want. That doesn't that was mean trapped. anything. That ball was you definitely hit the ground. I mean, I'm I don't sorry. even. Yeah, Asante is probably would sit there and be like, "No, I have to catch that," and I dropped that ball. Yeah, that's yeah. actually hilarious. That Chargers fan thinks that's a catch, but yeah. anyways. Um, so hilarious. I mean, I get it, but. It's it's a whole other level when you start like I don't know just it seems like now given I'm sure these Chargers fans you know they're they're new to the sport because I'm sure they just figured out that there's a Chargers team in Los Angeles and so maybe they just need to learn this lesson um, you know and there's only like twelve of them so they can't learn from each other so that's you know maybe it's just a growing pains for them but you know going on and on about how your team should be two and zero or should have beat the Chiefs or whatever um, you had opportunities multiple of yeah. them yeah yeah. And you always do the, when when the refs play a part. Like you always still have an opportunity. So the refs didn't well, they, throw that that pick six. The refs and like didn't I give said, they that. had they dropped two. Yeah, like maybe if you the catch those, I don't know. Didn't give up a fifty-two yard rush to Clyde Edwards-Alaire, no. which I'm going to bring up shamefully, and I know Kyle's going to want to talk about it, and yeah. I figure that'll save us from dunking on Chargers fans any longer. So go ahead, Kyle. Let's talk um, about your boy. Yeah, he uh, he's been really good to start the year, huh, guys? Really what good, you know? like really good. He, he Surprisingly good. Four yards, four targets for forty-four yards, and one his... of the funniest highlights you will see from a running back. All that season. was that was an awesome run to kind of close out that that drive where he just 
has both hands over the ball securely, and he's. It, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of that Patriots offensive lineman when he had that uh, kick return, remember? And he just yeah. gets it and just keeps on running and just like somehow just makes it through everybody. Yeah, that's how Clyde looked, and he he literally just kept on running and somehow no one tackled him. I honestly think he's faster with two hands on the ball than he is with one. Because he's I know, huh? Out of traffic and kind of started to take the hand off. You saw him like hitching his giddy up a little bit, and he slowed down a little. Yeah, like, he had a second keep burst. Two hand like... tuck if you run faster that way. Keep a two hand tuck. Yeah, and care. plus a fifteen yard face mask on the end of that. He's more compact when he's running like that. He's lower to the ground when he's running like that. It seems to keep his base underneath him a little easier. Like, bro, just run like that all the time. I just run like that. Run yeah, like that. exactly. Yeah, who cares how it looks? It's, it was a solid run. But yeah, Clyde had a great game. We're we're done with Clyde. Doesn't have any kind of explosion, and Clyde doesn't have any burst, and we're and he's very bad. Like, we're done. They're finally using him. By the way, they ran a route that I the had been route. To run for three years with him. And he, guess what? They ran the route, and what happened? First down. Holy crap. Yeah. Run him on angle routes. Everyone who has ever played Madden in their entire life is sitting there going, that's the <laughs> running back I want for angle routes in Madden. That's the guy. Legit. He is two foot tall. They can't cover him until he's three yards past the line of scrimmage. And as soon as he puts his foot in the ground, they're screwed. Yeah, that... That was a great play for multiple reasons. Not only did they finally run the angle route, but Clyde also hit the truck stick on Derwin James. Absolutely flattened him out like a like a can of cream corn. Um, Make up a little so. bit for that body slam he got away with, which, by the way, definitely was a penalty because Kelsey did not jump. He picked him up and slammed him down. Well, hold did. on. I, I've watched it a couple times. I, here's, where I, here's where I disagree a little bit. I do think Kelsey jumped. I'm fine with James doing what he did. I'm not okay with JC Jackson jumping on top of Kelsey and like and assisting with the slam. So that's where I'm like, that should have been the unnecessary roughness. Yeah, so, no, I'm good. Kelsey on that. walked he it off. So. If you go watch the highlight, his plant foot is still in the ground and he straight up lifts so, him up off the ground. He started to jump and then yeah. he stopped and Derwin grabbed him and lifted him up off the yeah, ground yeah. and slammed him on his back. Well, I, yeah, so I want to make the point. I, I guess my point is saying, it's not like Derwin deadlifted Travis Kelsey off the ground. He started. He, was he had some help. Yeah, his momentum yeah. was going up, and he, you know, it was a good play by him. Uh, it's not a fun thing to watch, but technically, yeah, I think it's Travis a walked a lot it off. More dangerous than a lot of crap that they call for unnecessary yeah. roughness and fifteen-yard penalties for stuff and like, like that. Said, and I've my, seen that flagged. My my bigger issue is another player coming and jumping on Kelsey while yeah. he's off the while his feet are off the ground. And essentially, you know, it looked like a WWE tag team finisher. Like, like that's Spine yeah, Buster. Pretty much got a 3D right on the two yard line. So <laughs> 3D is an awesome move. Um, yeah, it's you know, Travis walked it off at the end. It was yeah. yeah oh well, you know. It's ground can't cause a fumble. Yeah. yeah, that was hilarious. But yeah, overall offense. Didn't have the, the kind of production that we probably wanted to see from them. It was a short week, and it is a versus division opponent, so it's just one of those things. It's always going to be a little bit of a grind, but... Um, no, it was ugly, man. The play calling was... Yeah, play calling, I feel like, really was the ugliest part yeah, of it all. The offensive line struggled in segments, and I mean struggled. Which is Patrick was confused on a couple things. Also Staley fair. got him a couple times. Straight yeah. up. Staley got him a few times. Like that's also, that's a really good defense, by the way. It's a very good defense. Paying, not paying attention. That's a really good defense. 
with a um, pretty damn good defensive coach. I was going to say, I don't know if you guys had anybody who stood out um, in terms of like disappointment. MVS was targeted seven times and caught two of those targets for uh, 13 yards. And he did not have a great day. Um, a couple yeah. of them were contested stuff. I think a couple, one of them was thrown at him while Patrick was being blitzed, and it wasn't really a great throw to him to be able to do yeah. a couple of those things with. But, no, he's got to be more productive than that for sure. If you're yeah. going to get the lion's share of the snaps, which is 64 to 61, to, to which is what he got over Juju, uh-huh. who was also somewhat invisible, but I think that's because they were kind of keying on him and focusing him a little bit, trying to take him away. Um, yeah. Well, Juju it, it was – yeah, it was not productive enough for MVS if you're going to get that many snaps. Yeah, Juju was three for three, but again, didn't look inspiring when he did get his touches. Wasn't dangerous. So it is going to be an interesting season to watch. I think, and I said this during the off season, the Chiefs just want one of these guys to step up and be a solid starting level player, and that guy's probably going to get a contract. Um, and then I think you're going to see a whole retooling of that wide receiver team. Uh, I was disappointed that we didn't see any Sky Moore, uh, especially with how anemic things have looked. Um, I do think he was in on a play that um, was, I think it was the delay of game penalty. It looked like it was, uh, they were in a five receiver set and Moore was way at the top. Uh, It looked like they might have been setting up for some type of screen with him. And then I think that's the only time I remember seeing him on the field. So um, hopefully we get a move more into the the passing game a little bit more just to get an idea of what he's going to contribute. But yeah, the Chiefs have some work to do with their wide receiver room uh, long-term. So I could kind of agree with that, yeah. So they won a game where their leading receiver had 51 yards. And that was Travis Kelsey. Yep. Your receiving stats for the Chiefs, 51 for Travis, 50 for Justin Watson on two catches. Hardman, three for 49. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, your fourth leading wide receiver, four for 44 with 11 yards per catch, 21 on the long. Uh, Scantling, two for 13 on seven targets. Noah Gray, two for 12 on three targets. Juju, three for three, 10 yards. Like, they just won a game with their leading receiver having 51 yards, them only catching 235 yards worth of total yardage. They didn't even, they barely broke 300 yards in this game and they won. Yeah, that doesn't happen very often for this Chiefs offense. Sub three hundred yard offensive days are not typically on the menu. Not super common, no. Um, so to go out well, and win a division game like that on Thursday, it's important. They also ran the ball much better. They had ninety three yards rushing. Yes, averaged five and a half or five point two. Um, I think you can make an argument early in the game that they probably should have run a little bit more, but. Um, Clyde's uh, Clyde's average is a little inflated. Nine point three is a bit high, but when you rip off a fifty-two yarder like that, it'll happen. You get a little bonus points for that. So, yeah. So overall, the Chiefs, you know, and Matt Lane said it from KC Sports Network, like the Chiefs basically played a C minus, maybe a D plus overall game, and yet they still beat, you know, the the predicted AFC West winners and the Chargers. The B plus A minus game of the Chargers, and that was a really the Chargers played really well. That's what's got to be frustrating. Yeah, and honestly, I played really well, and you lost because you made two what the hell plays, two. Yeah, and just a couple. Honestly, I think the biggest thing in this game was the coaching decisions. Brandon yeah. Staley not being as aggressive, Andy Reid not being as creative and as you know efficient. Um, 
ultimately the better team won, I think, though. Even we fired, despite we fired the justice scores. Twice during that game. Yeah, I'm guessing EB might have been calling plays that first drive. Oh, no, or two. no, no, Let's, Are we doing this again? Because this is exactly I'm just kidding. what we're talking about. That's we ain't got to bring. We ain't got to get. Hey, we ain't got to hey, get EB's all into calling it. these plays because they're not working in the first quarter. It's got to be EB. So then, when it started working, there's Andy. And then when they went back to the same horribly not working plays for like two or three drives, I was like, "Wait, did EB take back over magically, or did it? What happened?" I think so. I think yeah, so. Okay. I'm just so kidding. So Andy is the EB, and Eric is the absolute scapegoat. Got it. Yes. Anyways, no, I'm just kidding. No, EB. Listen, you're a great guy. I mean, like the, I said, just the entire, I think the entire operation though needs to improve, and it's a collaborative yeah, effort. EB, Andy Reid, Matt Nagy back there, like, is overall the coaching has to get a little more polished. But we have an extended week, you know, this next this next game, week three versus the Colts. We have a little bit more time to kind of get that game plan hammered in more. Um, but yeah, let's, final takeaway from the game, really from each year. What, what would you say? It was ugly. Um, they're going to clean some stuff up with this extra, basically extra bye week they get early, early in the season. They're going to get some extra days to get some guys healthy. They're going to get some extra days to clean some stuff up. We didn't lose anybody to a major injury. We didn't play our best game and still won. That's about as good a night as you can ask for on a Thursday night at home in Arrowhead when you needed it. And it yeah. gives them a huge leg up in the division race. Huge leg up. you are 1-0 against the team that was the all-impending doom of stopping you from winning the AFC title for the first time in, oh, wait, seven straight. That would be what that would be if that were to happen. Yeah. I would say the Chiefs have built a team that is designed to play complementary football, which, as they are growing through some of their younger players and retooling some things on offense, is going to, just like this game, keep them competitive and probably going to help them ink out some close games. Um, it, I expect there to be some ugly games later in the season. <clears throat> I, I think we, they're waiting to see what the receiving room can do. And they've, they've got some growing to do, but they've got other players on this team that are, are standing out and that's, that's exciting. So um, it's been the Patrick Mahomes show. And it will continue to be the Patrick Mahomes show, but hopefully they can take some of that pressure off him because we know that he's at his best when he doesn't, excuse me, when he doesn't have to play hero ball. Um, he, he is great at playing hero ball, but also we want to save those for the moments that we need it. So um, it's a, I'm, I'm still excited about this team just because I think it's a very balanced uh, team and, and some of these young guys on defense are really fun to watch. Yeah, my final takeaway is yeah, this team is still super exciting, super look. I'm yeah, I'm excited for the rest of the season to see what this team becomes. There's so much potential, so many question marks that can be answered. Um, you know, it wasn't a great game, but that's what you gotta. You have to be able to win the bad games. That's the thing. It's like out of the two teams that both didn't play super great games, like the the team that won, you know, deserved it. And Chiefs ultimately are gonna have a couple of those this season. But it's a little bit different than last season where we were on the other side of those ugly games where we ended up losing and we ended up starting the season like two and three. Um, this is a good start and we can only build from here. We can only go up from here. And uh, yeah, on to, to, Indy, to Indianapolis Colts uh, next week, which we'll be back. We'll have another episode for you guys uh, between now and then uh, to, to kind of preview maybe that game. We'll yeah, maybe a couple. We'll have to see. There's a lot of time. 
uh, in between now and then. We got a full slate of NFL games tomorrow on Sunday. Um, so yeah, should be a good week. Enjoy the week, Chiefs Kingdom. Uh, you know, we're starting it off with the dub, and uh, we will talk to you guys. You know, next week for uh, another. Should be a pretty good game versus the Colts. Hopefully it's not as enticing or not as nail-biter as this one was, but be sure to follow us. The Texans. I don't know how much I'm stuck on. Then they, yeah. We'll see what how they do against the Jaguars this weekend. I about to say, it'll be a very interesting... They definitely Michael Pittman out at noon today. So we'll yeah, Shaq Leonard was also out. Um, so be tune into the, the Colts-Jaguars game, Chiefs Kingdom, and just... Go look at your next opponent. Exactly. See see what there is to fear. Um, but yeah, be sure to follow us at Kingdom Says Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We will be back with you next week to to uh, yeah look forward to that week three matchup, and we will talk to you guys later. 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 Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y-to-203-203. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.